Hi, and welcome to the River of Life Assembly of God podcast. We are so glad you joined us. Our prayer is that today's message will impact your life in a positive way. We believe there is power in the Word of God. So open your heart and allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you today. Anyway, 2 Samuel chapter 21. This is uh, one of the, this is the end of the, David's career. And he is in a series of battles. He's a warrior. And so we're going to take a look at this in uh, verse 15 of chapter 21. Are you ready? It says, When the Philistines, the Philistines are the arch enemies of Israel, the Philistines were at war again. Somebody say again. They were at war again with Israel. David and his servants, these are his mighty men. They're called his servants, but they are his mighty men. With him went down, and they fought against the Philistines, and David grew faint. Then Ishbi Benab, who was one of the sons of the giant, the weight of whose bronze spear was 300 shekels, that's seven and a half pounds, he was bearing a new sword, and he thought he could kill David. But Abishai, the son of Zariah, came and rescued him struck the Philistine and killed him. Then the men of David swore to him, saying, You shall not go out no more with us to battle, lest you quench the lamp of Israel. In other words, they knew that in David's lineage, he had the promise of the Messiah, and they said, We need to make sure that you survive, and so you need to quit going out to battle with us. In other words, we got your back. But I want to minister this morning on the subject, Weary But Winning. Weary, but winning. This could pretty much sum up David's life. He was a warrior, and here you're going to see that he grew weary, but he still won. How many may be weary today? Amen. But I want to remind you that we are winning. We are on the winning side. I said we are on the winning side. We don't walk by faith. We don't walk how we feel. We, or we, we don't walk by how we feel. We walk by faith. Amen. So, Father, we thank you for your word today. We pray your blessing to be with us as we look into your word. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You may be seated today. Weary but winning. This is the end of David's life, and as you can see here, there's a series of four battles that take place. The Philistines were pretty much not a threat anymore to Israel. David and his men pretty much wiped them out. But there was these four giants that remained, and they, they uh, stirred up the remaining Philistines to come against Israel one last time. And so you read four times. If you, if you circle the word again in this little text, one, two, three, four, five times, it's, it says again they went to battle. If you read that whole chapter, uh, these four giants. What is a giant? It's funny because... Right before COVID hit, we were um, in, the, in the middle of a series called Angels and Demons. How many remember that? It's on our podcast, by the way. It's not on our YouTube channel, but they are, messages are on our podcast. And we were talking about the spirit realm. How many know the spirit realm is very real? And we were talking about how we wrestle not against flesh and blood and how there is a whole spiritual reality that is more real than this world. Uh, And the next week, I was going to preach on the giants. It's in Genesis chapter 6, and then COVID hit. 
it's funny how we're going to end this right where I was going to pick up. Now, I'm not going to go deep into the teaching like I was going to then and explain uh, about the giants. Archaeologists and scientists have found these large bones, human remains, and they they know that we had giants, physical, large people on planet Earth. They just don't know where they came from. Uh, but I love the Bible uh, because the Bible tells us where they come from. And it's a bizarre story, and I don't really want to get into it. But here's the thing I want you to know, that giants in the Bible were literal. If David killed uh, Goliath. He was a literal giant. He was a very large man. So they were giants. And these giants were actually descendants of the Rephim, or in the city of Gath, that's where Goliath is from. But there's also a spiritual metaphor or a spiritual parallel when you read about giants. Philistines represents the enemy. We all have the enemy fighting against us. It's just life can just be, you know, filled with, with just one thing after another. But a giant is a little harder to bring down. It's a little bit of a, a mixture of, of a little bit of truth uh, you know, one of the most deceptive lies to overcome is not a, a uh, bold-faced lie. Those are easy. But the kind of lies that have a little bit of truth in them, those are more uh, harder to overcome. How many know what I'm talking about? The, that's where deception comes. And that's where the Bible teaches in the last days that there's going to be many of that. So it's a little bit of truth in with lies. So it's more complicated to bring down. As I was looking at this chapter, I was going to go this route, but I'll just mention it. These four giants and how it, this was the end of David's life. I looked at 2020, how we have been facing four major crises in America. And uh, the, the virus, there's a little truth with the virus. You know, we know it's real. Uh, but there's a lot of uh, polarization that has gone on with the virus. How I many you know what I'm talking about? This is an election year, so everything is political, everything is polarized. I hope you know that. But it is a real, there is a real virus out there. Uh, but we, we can't be living in fear, but we got to keep moving forward. Amen? Uh, so, so, but it's more complicated. It, it's not just uh, so clear. It, it's a little bit more complicated. There's racial tension in our country. Uh, and and it's, it's not so easy to just say that's the problem. It's, it's intertwined in the fabric of our country. And so we try to come against it and, and like we should as the church. And, but it's, it's a complicated, it's a giant. There's an economic problem. Yeah, it, it's a real problem. Many of us have, you know, been able to, God has been faithful. How many know that God's been faithful? How many have seen God faithful in your finances through this year? Amen. Look at the hands. Amen. Amen. If you're out there watching us online, God, go ahead, give God some praise for that because that's huge. But it is a crisis for many. It is a real reality that we're facing this. And then uh, last giant, if I would say there's four of them, it would be an election year. It's a political giant. I mean, it just is. Uh, uh, hallelujah. I just heard you today. Facebook announced that they're no longer going to show political ads starting, I think it is, at the, October. I said, hallelujah. Amen. Isn't that good? So, um, but anyway, I mean, it's just, it's just where we are uh, as, a, as a nation and as a people. And here's the point. What do giants do? Right here in this text, it says they were trying to quench the lamp of David. Giants try to quench the light. Giants try to put out the light. We're called to arise and shine. If you're battling a giant right now, know that it's not, it's not a battle against flesh and blood. It's after your faith. He's after the light, your faith, what you are trusting in, what you are believing in. And that's what we got to keep in mind as we go through this text. 
So it's just a couple things, two things I wanted to pull out of this text on this Labor Day weekend. And um, the first one just really stuck out to me, stood out to me here, is when it, it says that David grew weary. I just want you to know that weariness comes with the battle. That's what I want you to know today. That weariness, it comes with the battle. It's okay to be tired. That's, that's what I want to tell you. And you may be having a latte this morning, and so you got a little bit of weight in your weight, but how you doing spiritually? How you doing on the inside? Wednesday night at prayer, I kinda, we kind of went deep with this and prayed about it and talked about this. As a pastor and as a doctor, I, I gave him a prescription Wednesday night because I'm concerned about us spiritually. And a lot of times we have a tendency to just, you know, act like everything is okay because the enemy will try to shame you for being tired. The enemy will try to say that you're weak or you're doing something wrong if you, are, if you just show any signs of fatigue. Well, I'm telling you, you can have, faith doesn't prevent fatigue. I said, faith doesn't prevent fatigue. I may just stay on this all day this morning because we have a tendency to just act like we're always winning. We're always, you know, doing fine. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing fine, Pastor Eddie. Well, no, this week you, you were in a very dark place and maybe even thought about suicide or you, you couldn't even get off the couch or you've been struggling on the inside. You're in a very dark place. I, I just want to just first of all tell you that the Bible gives us permission to say I'm weary. I'm tired. I, I, I'm, a little, I'm a little tired. And I remember when I got a job at uh, working for Intamins, and they told me, hey, you're, you're at the bottom of seniority list, so you may get a call at 2 o'clock in the morning to come and fill a route if someone calls in sick. And, man, I was, you know, I'm young, and I'm wanting this job. This was my first real job. I mean, it had benefits. It had 401K. It had all that. I mean, it was a real career for me, and I'm in my 20s, and and I remember, sure enough, I got a call at 2 o'clock in the morning. 2 o'clock in the morning, phone goes off, Joe. You know what I did? Hello, how you doing? <laughs> Dispatch said, well, you been up? I said, I'm just sitting here. <laughs> well, uh, we, we need you to pull her out. Yeah, I, and, and I went to work, and that's how it was. And, man, the rumor got out, man, this guy never sleeps. And uh, what it was, I said... What it was, I was just so afraid of letting anybody down. And of course I was sleeping. What do you think, I'm up cleaning the house at 2 o'clock in the morning? But that's how we feel spiritually even when we walk with God, that we always got to have it together, that we always got to be walking like nothing's bothering us. And, and I'm here to tell you, one of the greatest warriors in the entire Bible, front and center, it says he was battling, but he grew weary. It's okay to say, man, I'm tired today. I'm a little tired. I'm winning, but I'm a little tired on the inside. Everything else I've time I turn on the television, man, is something else that we're facing in 2020. I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. My name's written down in heaven, but can I tell you, I'm tired. Yeah. Trying to help us today. We always got to think like, man, ain't nothing's wrong with me. Like that's a sign of weakness. I'm telling you it's okay to be tired. The problem is, is what you do when you're tired. Where do you go when you're tired? Can you get that, turn that down for me, Bob? Where, what do you do when you're tired? Second Samuel, as I've been looking through David's mighty men, look what it says. And Eleazar, it's one of his mighty men. He arose and he attacked the Philistines, look at this, until his hand was weary. 
And his hand stuck to the sword. I love that. His hand stuck to the sword. And the Lord brought about a great victory. It's okay to be tired. It's what we do when we get tired is the problem. What do you hold on to when you get tired, church? We're trying to learn how to have a right heart when the world goes all wrong. Well, the world's going all wrong, and here we are September, and we're still dealing with some of the same things that we began the spring with. And at first, you know, everybody was all like, man, we're going to see a revival. This is what we've been preparing for. And then now we got into May, and we got into June, and we got into July, and we went through August, trying to go back to school. Some of you moms out there, I mean, you're tired. I mean, it's a, and we're dealing with the same thing. And I'm telling you, it's okay. It's taking a toll on all of us. What, what do we do when we're tired? You're starting to see people starting to build bridges back to their old life that they got rid of in March and May and June because of the weariness is settling in. Listen, all through the Bible, people got weary. But what do you do when you get, what are you holding on to when you get weary? I love this man. He, he was one of David's warriors. He hung onto the sword. I mean, oh, we got a sword. I mean, this is very obvious, the sword of the Spirit in the New Testament. We're told to take the sword of the Spirit. Jesus, when he was tired, the enemy came to him. What did he do? He said, he quoted the word of God to him. It is written. Why? Because man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. This is how we get our strength. This is how we get our energy. This is how we survive. It's the word of God. This man was battling, but his hand stuck to the sword. I can give you so many scriptures. I love Hebrews. Hebrews says that the word of God is powerful. Everybody say powerful. It is powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, able to, dis- able to split between the, the soul and spirit. In other words, the word of God is able to reveal whether we're walking in emotions or walking in the spirit. I love that. So many good things there. But he said it's powerful. The word power there is not dunamis like we think the Spirit's power. This is another Greek word. It's energis. It's where we get the English word energy. The Word of God can actually give you energy when you're tired, when you're feeling fatigued. If you get alone with God, you go through the book of Colossians. Come on. You go through the book of Philemon, any of them, and you start to read, and you start to see yourself in the Scripture. What's happening? You begin to get that strength. What's happening? You're weak, but you're getting your strength back. You're getting your energy back. This is how you make it in 2020. Everything that we've been through, everything that we have been praying about and preaching and teaching and everything else, we're living it out now this year. His hand stuck to the sword. I love that. Faith doesn't prevent fatigue. You say, man, what about Jesus? Jesus, do you know Jesus got tired? One of my favorite stories, man. I'm going to try to just mention it and get off because I'll just preach this one all day. It's a woman at the well. John chapter 4, Jesus goes all the way out of his way to meet with a Samaritan woman. You talk about racial barriers. They were huge in the ancient world between Jews and Samaritans. They, they didn't just disagree. They hated each other. To go from one side of Jerusalem to the other was to go through Samaria. But there was so much hate and division that the Jews would go all the way around, take the long way to go back to Jerusalem. But not Jesus. Jesus got up one morning in John chapter 4 and he said to his disciples, he said, hey guys, I must go to Samaria. I must go. And he went. He took the shortcut. He took the short route. And he went right in 
to Samaria and he met the woman that was at the well. But look what it says in verse 6. Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied from his journey, sat down by the well. Jesus being tired. Jesus being tired. This is the God side of Jesus, and we see the man side here, that he grew weary. He got tired. He went and he sat down next to the well. Again, what do you sit next to when you get tired? What do you hold on to when you get tired? This is, the, this is just so simple. Jesus, he sat next down. He, he sat down to a well. Some of the places that we stop at when we're tired ends up doing nothing but making me thirsty and more thirsty. Making it more tired, making us more weary. But Jesus sitting down next to a well, it's funny because he was the well. And the woman, he knew she would come out at 12 noon. You talk about being tired. She was so tired she didn't want to be there first thing in the morning where all, when all the other women came out because she just didn't want to deal with it no more. So she purposely waited to come out when there was nobody there at noon. It was the hottest time of day to get water. That's not the time you get water, but obviously she did it because she was just tired. And she comes and she sees Jesus, a Jew, sitting and laying at the well. Come on, see this. And Jesus says, are you thirsty? First, he just looks at her and he says, he says, are you tired? I'm tired too. She looks at him and she goes, what are you talking to me for? You're a Jew. I thought we weren't supposed to be on the same. What are you doing talking to me? You're a man, Jewish man. I'm a Samaritan woman. We have different political parties. We, have, we come from different backgrounds. Our skin color is even different. What are you doing? I thought we're supposed to agree but disagree all the time. And why did Jesus get tired? Maybe he was tired because he's with these disciples for three years and still they haven't got enough spiritual maturity enough to stay there with him and break a racial barrier. So he had to send them into the town and get a sack of White Castles. He did. I don't know about White Castles, but he did. The Bible says he sent his disciples. Why would you send your leadership team into a city and get away from what you're getting ready to do? I think Jesus was tired. Like, man, I can't even, I just don't even want to deal with it. These guys get too offended every time I do something. And I don't want to spend three hours. I'm hot. It's been a long journey. I don't want to try to pep them up, give them a TED Talk, I don't anything like that. I mean, just go get some food. I'm going to handle this. And he sits there. And here comes this woman, and he says to her, if you only knew what I have to give you, if you only knew what I have to give you, if you only knew how good it was to serve Jesus. What is the well? The well is the Holy Spirit. The water in the Bible is always a symbol of the Holy Spirit. Let me tell you, you need the word of God, but here Jesus himself is demonstrating more than just sitting next to the well. It wasn't about H2O. It's never about the obvious with God. It's always something a little bit deeper. And Jesus is demonstrating that if you want to make it when you're tired on the inside, you need to learn to tap into that spiritual reservoir that's called the Holy Spirit and drink from the living water of the Holy Spirit. Come on, give him, give him some praise today if you have tapped into that well if you know what I'm talking about today. Hallelujah. That's that Holy Spirit. Sooner or later, you're going to learn. You're going to have to learn to dig into that well. 2020 is the year that you've got to learn to dig into that well. Dig into that well. What are you tired from today? 
Are you tired from the polarization of everything? Yes. Are you tired of the generalization of everything? Maybe you're a police officer and you're tired of being generalized that you're automatic, automatically the bad guy and you put a badge on every day, whether you're a male, female, black or white, Hispanic or whatever, and you put that badge on every day. And you go out, man, and you just, you just look in, like people are just looking at you like you're automatically the enemy. Listen, I, we got police officers that watch. I'm a chaplain officer. I've been down with these guys. And no one hates bad cops more than good cops. No, more, no one hates bad policing like good policing. And, and they, get, they get, maybe you're tired of that. Maybe you're a person of color. And you're just tired of worrying whether or not you're going to be the next George Floyd or it's going to be your son or it's somebody else and you're tired because systems aren't changing and things aren't happening. I know you're tired on the inside. I know this is Labor Day weekend, but I'm here to tell you the enemy is sending these giants out in our country. And if we don't wake up and realize that we're not fighting with one another, we should be fighting for one another. He's going to take us out. Or maybe you're tired because English isn't your first language. And so you can't pronounce our English over here as good as everyone else. And so you're tired of every time you're introduced to someone, you've got to work twice as hard to show that you're just as smart and that you fit in. I mean, it's, it's how do you see it? Maybe you're a single mom, a single parent. Maybe you're just single. And you're tired of being single. And if you get asked to stand in one more wedding, you're going to hurt somebody. Maybe you're battling a sickness and you're tired. I just come to minister to you today on this Labor Day. Isn't it funny? Labor Day weekend. I'm talking about rest. Hebrews tells us that there is a rest that is still available for every child of God. It's available. You've got to learn to enter into that rest. What did Jesus say? Come unto me, all you who are weary. I'm not going to shame you. I'm not going to condemn you. Come unto me. Give me your burden, he said. Give Jesus your burden. He's a big boy. He can handle it. I said, he can handle it. He was never intimidated by how big the mountain was. A woman with an issue of blood, she was tired for eight years. And by the way, having the same problem for eight years, you know, I can deal with a new problem, but having the same problem over and over and over, like this year has been just a, a terrible groundhog day. And you know, I mean, it's just, here we go again, here we go. It starts to just weigh you down. And it didn't matter for that woman with the issue of blood or if Lazarus was dead for four days, Jesus still came. And he still came and raised him from the dead. Come on, somebody. Jesus is not intimidated by the darkness, no matter how dark it is. He's not in heaven saying, oh, man, 2020 is the worst one yet. I don't know if we can handle this. Come on, somebody. What are you tired of this year? Are you weary? This may be one of those messages you just got to click favorite on YouTube and watch it again about every couple of months. So I think we got a little bit ways to go before we get totally out of this year, just the way I'm feeling. Maybe I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. We got so many things here we're ready to do and move forward, and we're opening up. The cities are opening up. Some are. Some are still struggling, man, but we got to keep moving forward, and it's taking a toll on us. You know, one of the end-time things in Daniel, it says that the enemy will try to wear out the saints. 
says that in Daniel, that the enemy will try to wear out the saints. That's what I'm talking to you about. First thing, you, you just realize it's okay to say, man, I'm tired. What I love about this story is in verse 17, right after David. The, the Bible says that the giant thought he could kill David. I love the Bible. The giant thought he could kill David. Now, I don't know what that meant. How, what did he do to symbolize that? I don't know if he started celebrating maybe a little bit too early. I don't know if he was like, yeah, let's take him out. I don't know if David was all by himself and he kind of, maybe he looked over, Abishai looked over and saw his sword hanging down. I don't know what it was, but, but the Bible says that the giant thought he could kill David because he had a new sword. And he came over, but I love that next verse. But Abishai came to the rescue. Abishai came to the rescue. And that's how you're going to win, and that's the whole thing about this message today. It's okay to be tired. But these men that David had in his life, we first were introduced to them way back in the second or third message of this series. The, they were the ones that were depressed. They were anxious. They were in debt. They were discouraged. Remember them? That's them. But when you hang around people that are better, you end up being better. And they begin to just hang with David, and he was a warrior. And one thing he taught him to do was not to give up. And over time, these men be, ended up being the greatest and the mightiest warriors that Israel ever had in their history. And you hang around people that are godly, you're going to learn to be godly. You hang around people that know how to live right, man, you're going to live right. You hang around people that know how to keep that joy, you're going to keep your joy. You hang around people that just learn how to overcome, you may go through it, but you're going to overcome. Come on, somebody. That's how you do it. That's, who, that's how you do it. That's how you do it. Maybe some people in your circle, man, it's draining you. It's joy suckers. It's just, you know, them kind of people that just, just suck the joy right out of you. Man, you can only handle so much of that. You can only handle so much of that. But these men, they ended up looking out for one another. A couple of chapters later, they're sitting there, and King David makes a comment. He goes, man, they're, they're, they're uh, hemmed in by the enemy, by the Philistines. And David says, man, I would love a drink of that cold water from the Bethlehem well. Bethlehem well had the best water, I guess, in that time. And his mighty men heard David say that. And the Bible says they broke through the front lines of battle just to go all the way to Bethlehem and risked their lives and got them some water and came all the way back and said, here you go, David. And David learned what they had done. And he goes, these guys risked their lives for me. I mean, it's one thing if somebody's going to bring you lunch. If somebody's going to bring you some McDonald's or Burger King. I think they got two for five Whoppers right now. I mean, that, that's, but when somebody brings you Chick-fil-A, Joe, come on, somebody. You know that they had to sit in a little bit of a line. And they got that anointed chicken, not just chicken. They got that anointed chicken. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, when somebody brings you Chick-fil-A, hey, man, you're like David was. Man, these guys got my back for real. Chick-fil-A's closed on Sunday, just letting you know. You thought I was going to solve the fight that you get into every Sunday on the way home, talking about where we're going to eat today. He thought you had it down. David takes that water and he says, I can't drink this water because these men risked their lives for me and he poured it out. That shows incredible love. But honestly, I would be like, you just did what? <laughs> but I'm just, the point is these guys had each other's back. They were rescuers. 
In fact, in 1 Chronicles, it said this is how they overcame them, them giants. It says they stationed themselves in the middle of the field, and they defended it, and they killed the Philistines. So the Lord brought about a great victory. It was together that they eliminated the giant race. They were tired, but they each got a corner of that field. Samuel tells us it was led by Shammah who got in the middle and positioned himself in the middle. This is what I got come to tell you. This is the kind of year we're having, people. Well, you got to learn to say, hey, I may not be able to solve what's going on in Portland or what's going on on the East Coast or the West Coast or anything else or over in China or over here or over there, but I can defend as for me and my house. I can stand up in my house. I can teach my kids. I can show my kids how to live for Christ, how to treat one another, how to do this kingdom thing. Come on, somebody. And the Bible says that's what they did. They, they positioned themselves. They each got a corner. They each said, man, I can't fix the whole thing, but I can fix this little area right here. I, I can stand right here, and I can defend it. And God brought about a great victory. And I'm here to tell you, we're not called to solve the whole world's problem. We're just called to turn on the light and to say, hey, all you come to Jesus, man, he's got the answer. He's got the answer. <laughs> Hallelujah. Second Samuel said, these four Philistines were descendants of the giants of Gath. There's Gath. Sounds familiar, right? That's where Goliath was from. It was the next generation of giants that came. David's a little bit older. And so he came and he said, you know what, I'm going to try to out. And there's another, this seems like we're dealing with, history's just repeating itself, by the way. I know it's tough on us this year, but if you look through history, we've dealt with this kind of stuff over and over again. It just seems like the enemy's trying to hit another generation to see, is that generation going to do what the first generation did? And I'm here to tell you that yes, and we're going to do it even better. Because there is a lot of young people, you saw them today, I didn't even plan to do it like this, but you saw today the next generation that's standing here on a Labor Day weekend, worshiping Jesus in a gymnasium. We got masks on, we got a pandemic going on, we got division everywhere, but they're worshiping Jesus today. They're saying, hey man, we're going to live for God, we're going to station ourselves right here, and we're going to live for God, we're going to carry this light to our generation. Man, that's good preaching. Hallelujah. Amen. Weariness comes with the battle, but victory comes with unity. That's what I wanted to tell you. The Bible goes on to say that it was the four Philistines were, as I just said, were defeated by David and his warriors killed them all. I love what the Apostle Paul says in Ephesians 4. This is it right here. He says, this is New Testament. From whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, when each part, each person is working together, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. That is more than just a good scripture. It needs to be put somewhere. That is something that we're going to live by. We have to live by. That's how we overcome. That's exactly how we do it right there. We're called to be rescuers. We're called to look around and to see some people that's, man, you're kind of weary today. You're kind of tired. You've been fighting this thing, and you feel like giving up. You feel like, man, when is this going to end? I didn't think we'd be in the gym this long, to be honest with you. Man, we're so ready to go, it ain't even funny. <laughs> we're going to have another grand opening. But you know what? When that, when, when that guy looked over and saw the giant getting ready to take David out, let me go back to that. You know what I think happened to his people, his, his servants? As tired as they were, it kind of motivated them. 
Sometimes we need to be pushed a little bit. You ever notice that in, in sports and anything? Sometimes you got to get pushed a little bit to bring that fight out in you. I'm just telling you. Sometimes you got to have a bully right in your face saying, man, you ain't going to do nothing. Sometimes it takes that for you. How do you defeat a bully? You get a bigger bully. Sometimes, and that's what 2020 is doing, doing, and that's what happened in this text, is they, got, they saw David weary with his sword down, and, the, and that giant just knowing he's going to defeat the enemy. There's a devil out there just thinks he's just going to take America down. We're so that we are divided. There's a lot of issues going on, but let me tell you something that Jesus said, I will build my church. I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. It will not win. It will not win. I don't know how it looks, how bad it's going to get, but we have a promise. We may be weary, but we are winning. And even on the racial divide, I love how Dr. Eric Mason uh, ended that book, Woke Church. I can't wait to get into that, but he ended it with revelations, how the Bible describes at the end of time how we win. Every tongue, every tribe, every nation was standing before God, armed, linked arm in arm, and worshiping God. Get that in your mind today. We win. We win. We win. And we're called to rescue one another, man. We're called to do that for one another. We're called to look and see like Abishai looked and he saw David tired. And he came over to his rescue. They stationed themselves in the middle. Listen, you got to serve Jesus for yourself, but you can't follow him by yourself. Jesus knew that by saying, I'm going to give you another helper. It's the Holy Spirit. And then secondly, he said, I'm going to build my church. This is Jesus' idea. It's so, that's community. We're seeing it this year, having the social distance and quarantine. What it did mentally for people. Because we're, we're not used to that. We, we are built for community. We need each other. The answer isn't to move up north and hide from everybody. Or down south. I love seeing the young people up here. Man, that's the best thing you can do is raise your kids. I know this is a weird kind of season and we're not able to do it, but you keep your kids in the, in the fellowship of the saints. I'm telling you, I'm here today because I had Sunday school teachers. I had Royal Ranger leaders that believed in me and spoke into my life and showed me how to live for Christ. And when I got older, those seeds that were planted in my heart, God began to water them and give the increase. And here I am today. I'm telling you, it matters. Amen? But on this Labor Day, as our worship team comes, I don't know who's coming, but as they make their way here, I want to just end this today by praying for some people that may be weary today. Wherever you're watching this and whenever you're watching this, but if you're weary today, if you're tired, I want to pray over you. I want to speak a word over you. There's no shame in saying, man, I'm tired. I've been in, man, I'm telling you, I've been involved in, in, in ministry for 11 years as a youth pastor, seven years now as a senior pastor, just raising to just life. You don't even have to be in the ministry, man, and you feel the weight of life. And I know how it is where I couldn't take another problem. And we had someone come to our house, this was years ago, and they were in the middle of a crisis. I was so physically drained. 
turned around, went back in the bedroom, shut the door, let Melinda handle it. <laughs> Fell down on my knees, man, and said, God, I can't take another. I'm getting up 3 o'clock in the morning, delivering these donuts, trying to do this, trying to do that. I was so tired. I remember getting alone with God, and I was just crying. I don't know about you, but I always weep when the presence of God gets over me. William Booth, the founder of Salvation Army, said the best place to be is to be at the foot of the cross, broken and weeping over my sins. Have you had a good cry lately? Last week we saw David, or a couple weeks ago, weeping on the Mount of Olives. I mean, there, there's something, you know, that's another thing. We think men can't cry. It takes more of a man to be broken before God than it does to be hard for Satan. It takes a real man to say, God, I can't do this on my own. I can't lead my family on my own. I can't be a good enough husband on my own. Break me. Lead me. Amen. Come on, give me some praise for that. Give him some praise for that. Come on. Hallelujah. I remember they're crying, and I was wiping my face, and I heard the Holy Spirit. Now, this is just what he said to me. He said, don't take that off, Eddie. That's like war pain. That's like war pain. To me, now, when God speaks to you, it makes sense to you. To me, it was something to not be ashamed of, but this is how you fight your battles, is what he was saying. And man, I got the Spirit of God just filled me back up, and I was able to get back out, and I'm here like 10 years later. But I want you to bow your heads right now. We're watching online. I want you to do the same. Just turn the volume up maybe a little bit because you need to hear this. And I want you just to close your eyes, bow your heads, and just if you're tired today, if you're weary on the inside, I want to pray for you today. If you say, Pastor Eddie, I'm tired on the inside. I need some prayer today. That's what I want you to do. I want you to stand to your feet if you're tired on the inside. Come on, ain't no shame. Ain't no shame if you're tired. You're literally tired on the inside. Well, keep your eyes closed and just stand up. No one looking around. This is you and God. You're watching us online. I can't see you, but the Holy Spirit can see you. And you would say, I'm tired on the inside. That's good. Stand, stand. Just stand right now. Hallelujah. Now I'm going to call on the mighty men of David. Is there any mighty men? Maybe you just went through this and God has filled you up and you're feeling kind of strong. I want you to look at somebody that's standing. I want you to just reach your hand toward them right now. I'm speaking to the Abishai's right now. Come on. I want you to reach your hand towards somebody. There's not many left. There's so many standing. If you're in a house together, and I want you to go ahead and lay hands on one another. If you're quarantined with one another, you have a family member here that's with you, it's okay. Put your hand on them. If not, just reach your hand in that direction. And I want you to begin to pray for your children. Pray for them as if they're your children, they're your brother, they're your sister. Come on, pray for them. Look around and see someone that's standing. Reach your hand toward them and begin to pray for them. Begin to pray for them. Pray for strength right now in Jesus' name. Come on, begin to pray for them. Pray for them in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, we need you to feel right now our brothers and sisters. We need you to encourage our brothers and sisters right now. You that are standing, just receive it in Jesus' name. Just receive it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. That's it. Just receive it right there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, begin to pray for him. Pray for him. Come on, Abishai, pray for him. David's got his sword hanging down. He's kind of tired today. Come on, pray for him. 
pray for him, pray for him. Hebrews says, pray for your brothers that his hands hang low and his knees are weak. Encourage the saints. Strengthen the hands that are weak. That's what we're doing right now in Jesus' name. All over this place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Go ahead, pray. Pray for him. Pray for him. Pray for him, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 We're going to worship with one more song. I want you to have your eye, keep your eyes closed. I want you to listen to this. God gave me this earlier this week. It's one of those old treasures out of the Word of God. Jesus said a kingdom man knows how to bring out new and old. This is one of those old scriptures that just brought new life to me. It's Isaiah 40. Listen. Have you not heard? Do you not know? <laughs> I love how he starts that. We've heard all kinds of things, right? You're scrolling through Facebook, what next? You got somebody trying to polarize this. Have you seen what they did over here? Have you seen this? Isaiah said, hey, let me ask you something. Have you not heard? You need to hear this. You need to know this. What? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth. Come on, somebody. You know how big your God is, church? Do you know how awesome our God is? The creator of the ends of the earth. When you look up at your sky this weekend, whatever you're barbecuing, whatever you're doing, I want you to know it didn't accidentally happen by two rocks somewhere in outer space. It was a divine creation by a divine designer. And his name is Elohim. His name is Yahweh. He is God from everlasting to everlasting. He is God. He is the creator. He is great and mighty. Oh, I'm preaching to somebody. He never grows tired. He doesn't grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. Have you not heard this? However, come on, your eyes are closed. You tired today? However, 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 3,000 years ago, through persecution of the church destroying the Bible, the Dead Sea Scrolls were preserved by the essence there in a cave by the Dead Sea. I went there and seen him, and this was preserved, this little manuscript, because people said that it had to be written by man. There's no way that it was written by God. And here, this was one of the best archaeological discoveries in the 20th century. This ancient Bible lined up with the Bible that you read every day. I'm just saying you can trust what I'm getting ready to say to you right now. And it is my God doesn't get weak. He doesn't get tired. He doesn't grow weary. But he even gives strength to the weary. Come on, your eyes are closed. Lift your hands. He gives strength to the weary. He gives strength to the weary and to those that have no might left. He increases your strength. Come on, somebody. Oh, he increases have you not heard? Might have been a long time since you heard this. But Isaiah steps in September 2020 and says, Hey, some of you have heard it. You just forgot it. <laughs> Let me tell you that our God, the creator of heaven and earth, he doesn't get tired. You may. I may. 
But our God doesn't get tired. God ain't in heaven tired. He says, I want to give you some of my strength. And I need you to lift your hands and let that strength come right into your spirit. Some of you need to stir that gift up this morning and begin to pray in that Holy Ghost. Tap into that well today. Come on, this is how you overcome right here. Come on, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. I know this is Labor Day and you got other things on your mind, but I'm telling you, God wants to do some heart surgery right now. He wants to tap right into that spirit and give you some strength. This is going to be some strength to make it through this year. Hallelujah. Come on, let the Holy Spirit just fill you right now. Holy Spirit, I pray for that strength to come. Holy Spirit, let that strength come right now. There he is. Just receive it in Jesus' name. Watching online, the strength of God is going to flood your living room, going to flood your patio. You may be watching this next week at 2 a.m. in the morning. I'm telling you, reach your hands out to God. He doesn't sleep. He doesn't grow weary when we log off or quit streaming. He doesn't stop and take a break. He's still alive. He's still strong. And He's still able to give you strength today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thanks for listening. We trust that God has spoken to you through today's message. If you would like to know more about our church or if you would like to help support the ministry, please go to www.rol-ag.org. River of Life Assembly of God, a church of His presence, His promises, and all people.